1: Lifetime original movies are a staple of any TV junkie's diet, and we take them very seriously. So seriously that we've dedicated an entire podcast to picking apart each and every one ever made. The stories, the actors, the stunning dialogue, the IMDb trivia, we're here to discuss it all with the appropriate mixture of reverence and humor, one movie at a time. I'm Molly McAleer, and this is Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. a secret between friends. This is a movie that I have had thrown out to me from the very first moment that I told you guys I wanted to do a podcast about Lifetime. In my research about Lifetime original movies, this came up consistently in all sorts of clickbait listicles as one of the best Lifetime original movies of all time. And I saved it for someone I knew you guys would love, Alison Rosen. Alison Rosen, thank you for being here. Thank
2: you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to talk about A Secret Between Friends.
1: Girl, A Secret Between Friends is such a good movie. A young Ryan Reynolds is in it. It took me
2: a while to figure out who that was. Now, part of it might be that I watched this on YouTube, so it was very grainy. Yeah. But I did that thing where you mirror through the Apple TV, so you have it on your... So it was on my television, but it was like three pixels. Um, So I was like, who is that pudgy guy with the bleach blonde hair he looks so familiar and then all of a sudden i realized it was him another thing when i first before i realized it was ryan reynolds when i first watched this i was thinking oh somehow i missed this lifetime movie from
1: 1977 and then (laughs) i realized or i looked it up it's from 1996 it is okay so for all of you out there we do recommend you join the lifetime movie club although this movie is not on it uh this is um available on youtube which a lot of lifetime movies are for some of these deeper cuts i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you i will go on youtube although i do try to buy them genuinely through itunes and amazon as much as possible because i want you guys to enjoy them at full uh, visual levels as well but this one i had to find on youtube and um it's not great the the video (laughs) quality is not great but
2: you get immersed pretty fast and it's then very good at one point okay I'm just gonna jump ahead is Please. that okay yeah. my favorite moment was the extreme close-up on the mozzarella stick <laughs> that the father's new girlfriend Jolene <laughs> from the bank is eating and even though it was really grainy I still got like the full oozing mozzarella I wanted it too I
1: was so hungry I was so hungry transcribing this movie in my room time so like that fucking jolene first of all his girlfriend being named jolene is like such an amazing subtle dig and i want to point out something else just yes mozzarella stick yes 100 percent. but our lead in this movie is named um lexi archer Mm -hmm. and our movie that we watched last time starving in suburbia is about a girl named hannah so it was like hannah anna hannah anorexia oh yeah Lexi Anorexia. Right. Like, it's, like, very similar. And so I've kind of realized when I was watching Starving in Suburbia, or when I was watching this, that this is basically completely the modern update of Starving in Suburbia, except the vehicle on that one was Thinspo websites mm-hmm. on Lifetime. So um, this... I mean, I don't know. What do we think about the just the play, simple play on words? Do we think that's intentional, like Lexi Anorexia? Well, they actually there was actually a line a at some point, yeah, where they say that. So, so, do you think the writer did that on purpose, or yes. they teed up to it at the end? Because I was like, oh, I feel like in writing sometimes you write backwards, and right. you're like, her name is Lexi, right? Like, I think,
2: I think they were probably thinking Anorexia, and then they named her Lexi okay that's what i'm gonna i guess i don't know because
1: to me when it was like hannah anna i was like that's just clunky writing right just name her anna flat Mm -hmm. out yeah why the why the weird age because then they would not pronounce it a lot of times why did they name her friend lulimia
2: (laughs) i feel like i could have that joke could have been so much better did not reach its full potential
1: why did they do that okay (laughs) So this is where we open up. It's a beautiful nighttime shot of the Seattle Space Needle, mm-hmm. which for me, Seattle was a locational surprise for me throughout this movie. I just don't feel like Seattle's a place you really get anorexia. Like maybe, maybe you do, but like I don't know. I just feel like I think of that is like a very hearty city where you're yeah. like eating well and you're not really like body conscious. You're more about like transportation right right or whatever right
2: like um utilitarian the light rail yeah according to singles the main thing people care about in Seattle is the light rail
1: yeah I mean singles is like one of my favorite movies of all time so I was surprised to learn that this is where um Lexi's Archer mom who Lexi Archer's mom who was played by Linda Carter Catherine Archer has decided to move these two young girls after getting divorced from her husband uh to the city because she is in the produce business
2: yes and apparently she can make a lot more in the produce business in seattle than in chicago
1: i mean it was truly wild a truly wild choice i think very like the agricultural scene was something that became very apparent to me when i moved to los angeles like one time i was at that bar the woods do you know the woods i
2: don't know the woods
1: it's like a super shitty bar where i've only been where people are doing bad things but it's this what wo- it's this place called the woods and like one night i was there and this beautiful blonde girl not unlike um Jennifer Harnsberger was there um <laughs> doing cocaine and i was like oh like what's your deal? she's like i'm from agricultural money and i was like interesting like because you know being from Massachusetts i've never heard of agricultural mm-hmm. money like no, i I'm I'm, 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 sh- I'm I'm sure that it exists like someone has to be benefiting from apples or whatever right. but like i had no idea that it was this girl um so produce is apparently a big business our leads mom Her dad was in the produce business, and like that's the only thing she knows. Which is there's like very subtle undertones this entire time of like not just like mansplaining, but like did you notice throughout the whole thing there was a lot of references to like oh the boys' sport. There was multiple references to the boys' sports team gets Mm -hmm. more money than our team. Yes, and then also her younger sister Jill saying in the kitchen like oh I would try out for baseball, but we don't have a girls' baseball team. Like just really subtle like like lines that like spoke to kind of, I don't know, I guess like the struggle as females you had in the Mm nineties in terms of getting on a school sports team. Um but it opens up and they are in their basically their new house, their apartment, the girls are eating pizza, the mom's explaining to them like, you know, sorry, my marriage got fucked up. Welcome to this new city. Tomorrow you get to try out for volleyball. Right.
2: And Lexi is unhappy because she liked her old life but then the mother explains the great thing about living in Seattle is that you guys can completely reinvent yourselves which by the way did you want to reinvent yourself at whatever ages they are I don't even think that thought occurred to me yet Uh, I'm lying I that is not true when I right actually yeah I just remembered (laughs) I went to one I went to one school from kindergarten through eighth and then when I I changed schools for high school and I remember that summer thinking that I did want to reinvent myself and I was tired of being quiet and conscientious and I would actually thought I'd rather people thought of that I was a bitch then didn't think of me at all
1: <laughs> right exactly sure, I got that did, from you, like a- did you do that very well no not at all it is hard to pull off a a folk like turnaround especially we, in the same city we see that a lot no especially in the same <laughs> city I think it did occur to me around the high school age like yeah I could be a new person I went to private school for a year so I was like oh I could be a new person um but fundamentally I wasn't. And like and also teenagers are super messy and like unable to control themselves. And I think that we see a lot of that in this film. Yes. Um, Can I mention one thing though? So the
2: at yeah. the, the very beginning mm-hmm. for you now I'm wondering if what I... No, we get very, a one
1: year later. Yes.
2: You get a one year later. Right. you At the very beginning, they're on a beach, mm-hmm. and Jennifer Harnsberger,
1: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> we don't know her name yet, is yeah. drinking and twirling. You're right. She, for hours and hours. She's dancing so, really sexy. So, because I had never seen this Lifetime movie somehow, I thought this was going to be about... A young woman's struggle with alcoholism okay. so for the first I don't know how many minutes it took to reveal itself as an eating disorder movie but there were so many references to weight and eating and I was like that is wildly irresponsible of them to constantly this be is, harping on this. This
1: is the first exchange Ruddy. so Ryan Reynolds says
0: Jen's in the zone I uh, hope she doesn't fall into the fire I've never seen her like this you know, Jan, She never drinks.
1: She needs some food.
0: There's nothing around here but some empty chip bags.
1: Mm-hmm. Then that's the exchange that really sets this whole thing off. Right, and... I have to say my own
2: personal experience eating after you're already drunk just makes you fat it doesn't help slow down the level of drunkenness you have to eat before you drink
1: yeah but it's hard you know I mean if especially if you have no uh, if you have no ability to eat uh, I mean these girls were so fucked these girls were so fucked I mean when we get towards the end you're gonna really just discover how fucked they were but yeah no Jen is this movie was really dark at the beginning and also Mm -hmm. Jen doesn't look like she should be hanging out with any of them right like she looks way too beautiful to be Even hanging out with a young ryan reynolds yes like she looks like she should be like she's the popular girl they don't know who's unattainable um so anyway we see a one year later we're seeing the archer girls you're right move into their home in seattle their mom's explaining their divorce to them blah 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 you're in a new city you can reinvent yourself um and then lexi and her mom go to her room and lexi's like checking herself out in the mirror and she looks back at her mom and she's like i'm fat aren't i And her mom's like, no, you're not fat. You just need a little exercise. That's all. Which is, like, dark. Uh, And then her mom, and then she's like, so you do think I'm fat? And she's like, no, Lexi, you're not fat. You just put on a few extra pounds this summer. That's all. They all come off when you uh, start playing again. So basically, like, did you have a mom that ever, like, fed your eating disorder or anything like that? Do you have an eating disorder? I was overweight, Okay. As I was a, a kid. fat kid. I you were? A, yeah. I was a fat kid.
2: Yeah. I was a fat, I was a fat kid. And then I went on my first diet, um, the summer after fifth grade and I lost 20 pounds and then I gained it. And then the summer after, no, summer after fifth or sixth. and then You made eighth. weight
1: for middle school?
2: <laughs> well, I mean, for one year I was lower and then I went up and down and up and down. Um, so And my dad was a a doctor and he kind of monitored it. And it was like a crazy starvation diet of um, like 600 calories a day. And the next year it was like 400 calories a day. And it was like, yeah, it was insane. But I did lose weight. But I do think in a way. I mean, I don't know. Yes. Yes, actually. They didn't make comments like Linda Carter, but I think that like they sort of enabled the beginning of a really unhealthy relationship with food and with my body. At the same time, I think often about this. If I were to have an overweight kid, I don't really know how to handle it. Like, I don't know how you try to instill healthy eating habits and I don't know how you try to encourage them to lose weight without making them feel like there's something wrong with them.
1: Oh, absolutely. I made weight for prom. Like that was a famous moment in our family (laughs) where like I was too, I was between a size eight and a 10. It was my junior year. And I remember saying to my mom, like, Oh, I'll just get a size 10. And she was like, how about instead of getting a size 10, you just like watch your weight for two weeks. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And she was like, just like, you know, like cut back on Diet Coke and like the other... I was eating a lot of like... We only eat healthy food in my house, but like anytime I had money, I would like spend it on meals out with my boyfriend or Diet Coke or like any of the shit that my mom wouldn't buy. And uh, I I lost like 10 pounds in two weeks. Mm-hmm. And now that I look back on it, especially when you get to the part in this film uh where <laughs> she gets put into rehab and yeah. you find out what she was eating i'm like well that doesn't sound i know entirely I, abnormal right <laughs> like, i related i related
2: quite a bit to that as well i um to get really real i cried a number of times during this while movie? watching this yes so for the listeners i'm pregnant right now so my hormones are crazy so something something that's been happening to me lately as a pregnant person is I will watch something or read something. I won't even be aware that I'm sad, but all of a sudden tears will spring to my eyes. Um, So at first I thought that's what was happening. And then I thought, no, I think I'm relating to this. I'm just relating to the craziness of trying to control your body and trying to manage it. Yeah. Um, But I'm someone who always, and I'm not proud saying this but I always wished I could be anorexic. Like totally. I admired that that, before. <laughs> that self-control. Yeah. And I also wished I could be bulimic. Like I could never be either of those. I was just someone who Right. I was I was good at restricting, yeah. which is only a word I know now, now that I'm like sort of trying to be more healthy about body and all that stuff, you know, yeah. for the longest time I thought the answer really was just diet really well. yeah. And it's only now that I'm like, well, that's not really that healthy either. The answer is to yes, try to have you have a healthy body weight, but also be okay regardless of what's going on with your body.
1: And I want to point this out too, because you're absolutely right. And I want to be really, really careful and clear about this is that I've been accused in the past of being like cavalier about women's issues and eating issues and stuff like that and the reason why I am is because I have struggled with them and I think the reason why I would do something like have a lifetime podcast is not just because I see the humor in these movies but because as a woman I relate to them as content which may or may not be embarrassing I don't care what you what judgment you put on that but like I need a dialogue about this stuff in my life and whether it's constructive or not for me to talk about it with you. I hope that you guys see that I'm not someone that's like, just like, LOL, what's anorexia? Like I'm someone who moved to LA at 94 pounds. (laughs) Like I have had problems with eating in my life. I was a fat kid. I totally get this. I wish, you know, I think that I've heard a lot of my girlfriends say, I wish I had the self-control to be anorexic and I've, and I've definitely heard that. And I've also been haunted by those thoughts of like you know i'm just not gonna eat today Mm -hmm. and like oh my god i've made it it's it's 10 p.m and i'm still awake behind my computer and i haven't eaten all day that's amazing like this is great i can just keep this up for three more days and i will be like real thin by friday right um is do you consider that
2: anorexia though
1: uh when it's obsessive I do Yeah, like when it's like am I forgetting to eat or am I purposely busying myself so I forget to eat Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to lie there's been weeks where I haven't eaten all week and then I've looked at myself and been like yes very good like you (laughs) (laughs) pulled it off girl and then like there's been weeks where I haven't eaten I've been horrified Mm -hmm. I recently went on like a weekend jaunt to Palm Springs with my dog when he was recovering from a surgery and I had been so stressed out about his surgery that I hadn't eaten for two weeks and when I got there all I did was in true eating disorder fashions like I brought like a cooler of food and I made all these meals and I just sat in this house on vacation and ate for two and a half days straight Hmm. like made myself meal after meal because it was like I'm not only am I getting all this like nutrition content that I've been needing for all this time but like I'm spending the time to take care of myself and I'm you know foolishly like doing it all in one weekend when I realistically you should sprinkle that shit throughout your life but like I really do find myself having like a week two weeks without eating healthy and then feeling like I need to have like a nutritional reboot and like that's sad that I view vacation as, like, an opportunity to eat. Mm. You know, that's that's unhealthy. Yeah. Um, so that said, when people worry that I take eating disorders too, um, you know, lightly, I would say that it's because I can't walk through my own life being, like, super heavy about eating disorders because I think that I still in some way, am, like, dealing with that shit all the time. I think
2: that, and it's from watching movies like this, growing up, I thought the anorexia meant you refuse all food. Like, I remember, I don't know what after-school special or TV movie it was, but there was something where that someone, I don't think it was the Karen Carpenter story, but they were trying to get a girl to just eat a peppermint, hard candy, <laughs> like, trying to push it in her mouth, and she was, like, refusing and shaking yeah. her head. Um, and
1: I've known girls like that, too, you know? like, But it just...
2: Yeah, I think that I thought that that's what anorexia was. So, therefore, I ne- And also, I thought that you have to be super, like, underweight, not getting your period, losing your hair, all the things that we right. see in this story to be considered anorexic. And maybe some of that is true, but I'm realizing just this. Because, like, I completely relate to that thing of it's 10 o'clock, I haven't eaten today.
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, like
2: that. Totally. You know, turning to fasting as an answer. And I'm realizing that that, or I have realized, you know, that's also wildly unhealthy too.
1: Totally. And like one thing that has come up in both this movie and movie in the movie prior that um, I watched is that cleanliness and like lightness is Mm -hmm. a big feeling. And I've definitely been there where I've been like, I am so clean right now. Like I don't have anything in my system. I am like light as a feather right now. And that is a weird thing that I kept hearing brought up in both of these movies that focus so heavily on, Um, eating disorders is just like the idea of like human cleanliness and like Mm -hmm. how much it speaks to whatever's going on inside of you that you would need to feel clean. Right. You want to purge that darkness. And also that thing, there's a
2: scene where she, I don't know what it was that she was eating, but then she's like, I have to get rid of it. I have to get rid of it. And her mom won't let her. And then I think she finally does. Fudge stripes. Oh, is that? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she's,
1: generic she, fudge stripe cookies. so <laughs> many generic fudge stripes in this movie. Um, so upsetting.
2: But I think that's a key thing with bulimia is this idea of, like, I've got to get rid of it. Yeah. i got to get rid of it. I've got to get rid of it. I can game the system somehow.
1: And I've always been so fascinated by bulimia just because it's someone who, I, I guess, I look at it and I'm like, that doesn't work like everyone knows bulimia doesn't work and then that's where you really start to understand that it is an illness yeah despite knowing that it doesn't work they'll do it over and over again mm-hmm. and um that is yeah it's really scary so that said hey welcome to the podcast <laughs> um so we Can't, okay sorry Okay, I, yeah.
2: question at mm-hmm. the beginning though when they were making all these comments about her weight
1: Yes. Even her... She's a volleyball player, and her yes. volleyball
2: coach said, you know, if you dropped a few pounds, you would be able to jump higher. It'd be yeah. amazing. Yeah, so we
1: see Lexi join the volleyball team in, like, basically the next scene, and she meets her... This girl, new girl named Sarah, who points out uh, this girl, Jennifer, who's Straight on A's. Jen- gorgeous. Like the best actress in high school. She's the best actress in high school, and she's, like, yeah, she's gorgeous. But I... Was
2: looking at Lexi thinking, I don't see any extra weight on her. No, and there is none. Okay. Which is
1: what's really stellar about both Starving in Suburbia and this one is that I don't know how these actresses did it. Like they were already below average girls in terms right. of their weight and then they got down to skeletal. I wonder, did she lose a lot of weight or was that makeup? makeup? Which is I what comes into both. our lifetime rating scale at the end. Oh, And we okay. will get to this at the end because Perfect. I do think the makeup was amazing in this. <laughs> I mean... Her is she looked truly gaunt, like, in yes. the end, which is really all you want in a lifetime heroine. Um, <laughs> so, Lexi is, we, yeah, we've touched on this. She's at auditions for the volleyball team the next day. She knows this is a gorgeous girl, killing it at practice. Um, she's talking to this girl, Sarah, at the beginning of the movie, who's like, that's Jennifer. She's the biggest star in school. And, like... BTW, like, where is Sarah throughout this entire film? Is she not the one who had
2: the um, 800 Sa- to 1,000 calorie sandwich later she on? She had
1: it, but it's like, this is all we see of Sarah. Like, right. I just wish I, Sarah had been a more constant presence mm-hmm. in this new girl's life. Because it's like, if Sarah had really, like, stepped up to the plate, all of this could have really been avoided. <laughs> and I wrote true. here. Um, yeah they, they they should have been bffs the whole time so um lexi walks up to jen they do a little like scrimmage or whatever the fuck you call it in volleyball and um lexi murders it and like jen and her like bff right off the bat
2: i didn't expect them i think maybe i've been traumatized by high school or movies about high school i didn't expect them to become such best buddies right away i expected there to be i expected sarah to be part of it and i expected them to like be vying for the attention of jennifer it just it happened differently than i expected jennifer
1: was way too kind way too
2: fast for such a popular girl for someone so pretty
1: (laughs) so i have to i know she's so pretty like literally this actress is like hauntingly gorgeous yeah she's really like jenny garth gorgeous (laughs) and like so lexi's at her house after school that day she's looking through magazines and her mom calls and her mom's calling from the produce section (laughs) her mom is literally her mom's literally calling her Mm -hmm. and it's not even a is it a cell phone i wonder
2: does she carry her no it's a cordless phone it's a giant cord okay well it's actually not that big it's a mid-size it's smaller than the phone that um was in pretty woman but it's still i don't think it's a cell phone i think she has just the the um, grocery store phone with her.
1: She has Zach Morris's cordless yes. phone. Not his, or Not his cell phone, his cordless phone. So she is talking in the produce section, and Lexi's like, Oh, and I decided to do what you said and reinvent myself.
0: Can I read you my list? It'll only take a minute. Oh, not right now, honey. I've got to go into a meeting. I only have uh, 30 seconds. Please, one minute. Go. Catherine. Eat healthy. There's at least 10 pounds. Get an A in geometry. Serve an entire game. Help mom Oh, well, I like that one. (laughs) And become Jennifer Harnsberger's friend.
1: Oh, that sounds great, honey. Listen, I have to go, but I want you to do your homework and no TV, okay? Okay. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. So she hangs up the phone, and Lexi decides to call her dad. And her dad Mm -hmm. and her mom have divorced because of what appears to be some sort of affair. We'll learn later it's an affair. Um, But there's some sort of issue between the two of them. And she calls her dad's assistant. And she's like, hey, can you please tell him that Lexi Archer called? And she's like, yes, what's that name? Elizabeth Anderson? And she's like, no, Lexi Archer? And she's like, okay, he's busy now. But let me see, what is it? Alexis... Applegate like it's like she can't get get her name it's like so insane and it's like I expect yeah
2: what I expected was for Lexi to go yes I'm his daughter at some point yeah or, or to or go oh Archer Archer okay of course that didn't ever happen
1: exactly or I expected for her the assistant to be like I'm sorry today's my first day on the job but like as a normal teenage girl Lexi decides to take all of this upon her because if I called like someone who was my husband or my dad or whoever's office and I was like hey it's Molly McAleer and they were like whom the office I'd of be-
2: McAleer who am I speaking with, please, Molly? Yeah. Mac- or you'd think they would
1: <laughs> i'd be like this lady's Connect new dots, yeah. i'd be like she's new this has nothing to do with me but instead young luxie takes it on and like uses it as fuel for her eating disorder mm. that her dad has forgotten her which i think that was a really pivotal scene in weird ways like yeah. she didn't have the strength to say hey that's my fucking dad you're working for put him on the goddamn phone right. or like at least spell my name right she didn't have the self-esteem to do that um and she did the self-esteem to say, okay, that's that woman's business. That has nothing to do with Lexi. And I wish Lexi, that is a, if you guys can take one thing from this podcast, it's learn when is it Lexi's business and when is it your business? Yep. Um, so Jennifer and Lexi are talking the next day in the cafeteria. Lexi's already in. And she's in with Jen and the two hotties, which is Ryan Reynolds and some guy named, um, oh God, what's his name? What's his, oh, Tobias Meller. Who is Tobias Me- Is it Miller or Meller? His last work was he was in um, a TV movie called Killer App. He was in uh, Battlestar Galactica in 2004 to 2009. Um, he was in um, All She Wants for Christmas, which was another TV movie, something called Young Blades. Uh, he was in Taken, in, the TV miniseries stargate sg1 so like this man has gone on to i would say Mm -hmm. a very successful acting career did not leave much of an impact for me no no not much of an impact for me um but he is there with them and basically jen's like these are my two best homies like i used to hook up with one of them when i was in eighth grade but now they're both just like brothers to me whatever Um, Jen's uh, skipping the salad dressing already on her salad. Doesn't she
2: claim that she doesn't like any of the dressings? She's
1: like, I hate all these dressings, which, Mm. by the way, is probably not wrong. Most of the dressings in those school situations... Yeah, they're
2: they're shiny
1: and gelatinous. I just want anyone to know, like, that I've ever been with when I've said I don't like these dressings, I really mean it. I don't think you always need a dressing. Yeah. Do you agree?
2: I agree. Well, however, my move towards
1: no dressing
2: was calorie inspired i You're used to be i right. used to have a heavy dressing <laughs> hand especially in college
1: <laughs> but yeah. if there's a blue cheese crumble in the mix i'm like what's the point you know i'll put in a i'll put in a crumble right and be like that's my dressing
2: right okay so that's your go-to blue cheese a little blue cheese crumble mine would be blue cheese or ranch but you know i but like it's been a million years since i've had that now i don't i usually don't use dressing just a few spritzes of i can't believe it's not butter spray
1: yeah you okay so this is one thing i love about your podcast allison Rosen is your new best friend which you guys probably already know but she does allison you do so much good admittance of food craziness insanity my main food
2: groups are i can't believe it's not butter spray and truvia however now that i'm pregnant i can't use artificial sweetener and it is it is messing up my life i'm never satisfied drink wise because all i used to drink was wild cherry flavored sparkling water which Mm -hmm. was very very artificially sweet now i can't have that so i'm just drinking regular water which i hate
1: it was the Kroger brand you drank, right? Like the Kroger brand, yeah. Um, water, Safeway is okay. that Kroger? I Same think we deal. actually
2: we actually spent time on the podcast trying to figure that out. Oh, but sorry. it's no, no, no. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying we tried to figure out, but we didn't. It's um, Refresh R E F R E S H E with an accent. Refresh. <laughs> I get it at Pavilions. <laughs> yes, yes. In fact, I have like ten bottles of it sitting in my kitchen, waiting for me to not be pregnant
1: anymore in seven months or however long that shit's going to be.
2: Six months. How
1: long? Six months? Yeah. Bay, I'm excited Six for months. You. thank you
2: very much <laughs> so
1: exciting i want to so, buy you little shoes oh thank you <laughs> i don't think i gotta fit into them um <laughs> <I> think,
2: <laughs> so my eating has become since being pregnant my eating has become a lot more normal because i can't do the things i used to do like not really eat all day and um eat large quantities of calorie-less food that's like barely even food now i eat breakfast and i eat snacks because it Morning, the with morning sickness, you're supposed to always have a little something in your stomach. Which, when I first heard that, I was like, Well, how how am I gonna? Now I've just given up, like, I'm just gonna be a whale. Do you get like a
1: saltine first thing in the morning? What do you do? I, um,
2: (laughs) this is how old I am. I eat fiber one and a little bit of shredded wheat, that's great. Uh, and I put a little bit of banana on it today, um, but what did i have yesterday though i had something different yesterday because i was like maybe i'm getting a little bit too much fiber um (laughs) i forget what i I had oh no i know what i did i made something that i hadn't had since i was a kid cinnamon toast because normally i don't even eat toast or bread
1: do you want some um do you want six ezekiel bread cinnamon raisin angel (laughs) english muffins oh my god i have six gluten-free Cinnamon raisin English muffins downstairs that they delivered to me by accident. The heart says yes, but the mind says no. Gluten free. But gluten still. free. It's in the gluten free Maybe. mix. I'm Maybe just saying if you want, because I will eat them eventually out of guilt because they were purchased and brought to my home. Right. But if I can give them to my pregnant friend, I'm like, yes, please. Um but okay. I will not- in the in the interest of it's for the kids. Yes, it's for the kids. <laughs> the this baby is needs the it. This is my I will hit. thank you very much. I
2: will say yes.
1: Yes, because if it didn't go to you, it would definitely affect starving children elsewhere. Otherwise. Right. <laughs> otherwise
2: in the world. That's happened to me too where I've been delivered stuff that I didn't order. And it's always stuff that like yeah. back in the pre-pregnant days um of trying to avoid carbohydrates and all that stuff it was like it's always a giant loaf of bread or something yeah it was, and
1: i was fine with that i wanted regular english muffins because if i'm going to do a hamburger i'll do it on a gluten-free english muffin because that's not mentally ill even though i'm not (laughs) gluten-free but it's so good to do like a bison burger on a gluten-free english muff with like english muff english muff (laughs) and with some like blue cheese on top and that's the jam Mm -hmm. and it's very like lots of good nutrients or whatever but then they brought me some cinnamon raisins and i was just like i can't make a burger with this and i'm definitely not gonna wake up and eat an english muffin i don't do that anymore because like i don't eat till 3 p.m Ooh, Um, let's talk about that then so i've (laughs) never been a breakfast
2: eater i actually see i also i have to say though a tiny bit as much as we're talking about eating disorders being bad i don't want a hidden message of this podcast to be like But here's where we're but saying here's, eating disorders okay, are good <laughs> But um, I always Found that when I ate Breakfast it just made me hungrier earlier In the day yeah. and I usually wasn't naturally Hungry so I would just delay all my eating This is the first time in my life I'm eating breakfast um, Why do you not eat breakfast?
1: Well I should I should not eat I should eat breakfast because I did hear The best way to diet was To eat breakfast like a queen mm lunch like a princess and dinner like a peasant
2: oh that's interesting yes i've heard
1: that too i'm front we leave always
2: been the opposite
1: but like i wake up and i'm irish and i just want to work and like feel bad about myself and like (laughs) so like the first thing i do every day is just get a coffee and sit down and then like work till i can't until i'm like until I'm a zombie and then like usually around 3 p.m. I look up and I had my uh, my girlfriend Christina Lopez who does please advise with me she would always look at me like usually around 3 p.m. when we were freelancers together and she'd be like hey have you eaten today and I'd be like you know I haven't And she'd be like, "All right, you're about to turn into a bitch, so we gotta get you food." And oh, like, is that
2: what happens when you're hungry?
1: Yeah. Like I drove to Malibu hungry at 4 p.m. last weekend, and I won't even talk about like my behavior once I got there at 6 p.m. <laughs> like I was just like I threw everything down and just ordered takeout from three different restaurants. I and saw your
2: Snapchat where you're like, "I can't stop eating."
1: I ate until <laughs> I ate until 10 p.m. I ate from from probably 6 p.m. till 10 p.m. Mm-hmm. Like. I ate four entrees like I ate four (laughs) entrees in completion Uh, and then the next day I was going to a vegan wedding so I had like leftovers which I was really excited about assuming that the vegan wedding would be um, heavy on the fun. Uh, light on the deliciousness and it was actually a super delicious buffet like i really underestimated my vegan friends Mm -hmm. um it was really really good um but i made ed like sit down and binge eat with me at the kitchen my best friend ed sit down and binge eat at the kitchen table with me before we left um, (laughs) because i was like we don't know what we're getting into honey we better cut our stomachs like this is going to be some portobello mushroom steak and it was very good anyway um so Jennifer and Lexi are, like, officially BFF. Uh, Lexi is sitting at the kitchen table telling her mom that today's her first game. She's super excited about it. Her mom's like, I wish I could come, but the whole group is holding a meeting on pesticides today, which <laughs> I just wrote, like, LOL next to. Because it's like, that would be, like, me writing about, like, construction working, like, something I know nothing about but have a vague idea what must go on. right. Like. Mm, the whole team and I have a meeting today about drill bits
2: like it's just like no one, sorry hammer
1: convention today no, no one hold, like shuts down the conference for like pesticides but anyway um, so we go to school and uh, we're during the game and the coach yells at the girls for not being in the game enough and she pulls Lexi out mm-hmm. and she's like you're a good player Lexi but you gotta
0: anticipate and get to the ball quicker Jan's ready for you every time but you're not delivering I know I'm just really off today sorry Also, you jump a lot higher if you drop some weight just a few pounds can make all the difference which like really
1: bummed me out because she reminded me of my high school gym school- teacher which i was like i would just look at my high school gym teacher and be like you have no problems in your life mm-hmm. like the reason why you can judge me as a 15 year old girl is because you're a sporty five foot one woman who has a <laughs> job that's like government regulated and like you have no problems so like fuck you for things and like that's exactly what i felt about this volleyball culture. how
2: did she judge you you're a gym teacher
1: same way just like you can do it just like be more strict and it's like hey dude like what's your life about Mm -hmm. like i now that i look back on it my gym teachers must have all just been like eating cottage cheese and being hit by their husbands i don't know (laughs) what the fuck they did like what did they do i was i thought they were so in control of their lives though yeah um But anyway, so she like basically incites this whole incident. And then um, we go back to Jennifer's house. And Jennifer's like flipping mags, looking gorgeous Mm. on her bed. Like I cannot believe I was like vaguely attracted to Jennifer, which like is almost—I mean, it's pedophilia. Like it's pedophilia.
2: Like, that is, I wasn't attracted I was, to her, but I wanted her to like me.
1: <laughs> like, I definitely want her to pretty. approve of me. I yeah. absolutely—if if, if Jennifer moved to LA, like I would be all on her. Right, I'd be like, she'd hey, be do your you new Jody Sweeten. And- absolutely hey girl do you want to be a please advise intern I would like have been up her ass so anyway she's saying like oh my, my guy friends are like brothers and sisters to me And Jennifer's mom comes in and like, I don't know if you ever had a mom that did this, but she's holding shopping bags and she's like, hey, I was just at the mall. Like I bought you a bunch of cute clothes for grandma's wedding or whatever grandma's birthday, whatever it was. And Jennifer's annoyed by her mom barging in with the clothes that she bought her. I totally grew up in a rich town where I had friends like this, where I'm like, your mom just went to limited (laughs) Two and full out blew a grand on some shit. And A, you're going to throw attitude and be like, that's not my style. (laughs) Like when like I would take the worst sweatshirt in that bag and proudly wear it daily for the next yeah. four years. Um, So Jennifer's that friend. Um, and Jennifer's like, my mom's obsessed with me. She always like, she never lets me pick out my own style. She's like, my favorite person is Chloe <laughs> Dumaire. Is this who, a real uh, person? Dumaire. I don't know what it was. She's a fake. I think she was a fake model. Uh-oh. It would almost have to be fake, I would guess, because like, if you're going to say like, this is my person that I right. I mean, could I say that? Like, if I wanted to say in a script, like, my favorite model is Gigi Hadid, and then have my model throw herself like into the deep end for Gigi Hadid's look, like, is that? I think you could. I mean, but maybe it'd be irresponsible. But it'd be yours. Yeah, you're right. So I think that was kind of like one of those things. And she's like, I'm obsessed with her. Now this is where their like friendship takes on like vague lesbianic elements Mm -hmm. to me, like. Mm This is, I I was trying to be, like, really check myself before I wreck myself on this one because I do not have a ton of super close female friends. I'm not, like, I'm not, I am a girl's girl, but I'm a girl's girl where I have, like, 15 super close best friends. And I kept just, like, looking at them being, like, you guys are, like, a little bit worshipy too much. Like, you're a little too into each other. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, like jennifer was so in interested in having like lexi's affection and i couldn't tell if she's like a narcissistic actress or like if there was some sort of like greater vibe there and lexi was so just like in love with her
2: yeah i had a best friend where we were super into each other but but was when it was up until about sixth grade okay so i i didn't have this super in i mean i had close friends in high school but it wasn't super intense in a lexi jennifer kind of way
1: yeah no i had i definitely yeah i definitely had close girlfriends but the, there seemed to be like the, there was no worship like right. it was all like we were learning from each other and yeah. it seemed to be almost like a they weird... did not
2: have eyes for anyone else when they were around each other
1: no t- exactly they were like exactly obsessed, right yeah. you're exactly that is a nail on the head so they pig out at their little sleepover and the mom says something as she's leaving. and she's like, Um, hey, can Lexi sleep over? And she's like, Great, you'll have you two will have to fend, fend for yourselves. And which I thought was so that's it. That was it. Like I never fended for myself. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, if I did, I was alone. Like I was like heating up spaghettios. Like I never had I never was like alone in a house where my mom's like, I'm going out for the night. Like it was like my single mom working. So I was like, "Okay, this explains Jen. I'm getting Jen. Yeah, I think we're supposed to think her
2: mom is somewhat neglectful, right? Checked out. Yeah.
1: Just checked out because especially toward the end. Yeah. Um, So then they eat so much, probably pizza or whatever, takeout that they are. um, Their
2: stomachs hurt.
1: And it's like kinda gross. And Jen's like stands up and she's like, excuse me, I have to use the restroom. I'm like, is Jen gonna go take a shit? Like, what is the of this scene? Is Jen's like, hey girl, hold on, I've gotta go take a massive shit. Like I couldn't. I gotta understand. snap one off. And then snap one off. <laughs> <laughs> by the way like it took me even after knowing this movie is about anorexia and eating disorders i literally was like why is she going to the bathroom in this scene that's gross they really
2: bury the lead with this one
1: (laughs) it really took
2: a long time to reveal itself as an eating disorder movie
1: it is a secret because it's a secret between friends oh so jen comes out of the bathroom and lexi's standing there all like hey what's going on in there and um Jen's like Romans had the
0: right idea and stuffed the gills push reject
1: which i was like i sat on for a minute mm. cuz i was like was there a reject button in the roman era like what <laughs> what is she referring to like uh, like what does is that a roman expression i think she's referring to bacchanals okay. which eh. What?
2: like giant <laughs> giant dionysian feasts where they would eat a lot and then throw up and then eat more but i feel like i read something recently that said that they they did not actually do that that is like snopes.com should be on that shit
1: okay see i guess i didn't realize that that's what that is yes and that's probably that's right. the
2: but i don't think it really is what it was it's just that exists in culture this idea that romans would eat a ton like super But they definitely
1: had sex with little boys probably that is what's crazy to me i like sit on that for probably like hours a week and that's why (laughs) i believe all of it's probably really true i also believe greek mythology to be fact so (laughs) um anyway uh so jen explains that she's like oh like i just can't pig out and not do anything about it and she's like you you understand right, Lexi and Lexi's like totally I get it, and she's like cross your heart and kiss your elbow. I wrote that down because is that what people used to say? I've never
2: heard that. I've only heard cross your heart. I have hope heard to die. That. Stick a needle in your eye.
1: Yeah, cross your heart. Hope to die. Yeah. Stick a needle in your eye. I've ne- I, I've only heard like try to lick your elbow like as a test to make someone look like um, I don't know derpy or whatever. But like I've <laughs> never heard anyone be like oh like do anything to your elbow with your mouth without right. it being a setup
2: right you know what i mean and we even see her st- we see her cross her heart and we see her struggle to kiss her elbow and then she kisses her fingers and touches her elbow
1: all i keep doing is thinking about how i would kiss my elbow and i'm kind of double like, i'm like a little bit of a taylor swift double jointed elbows mm-hmm. you know did you see that in her no 72 i didn't do questions in what What was it vogue has this series called 72 questions I see it. it's amazing you will okay. congrats, oh, you'll love it so you'll have like 15 of them to go home to tonight but like all these different celebrities go through their home and they walk it's all one shot and they answer all 72 questions in one shot and they're obviously all very very rehearsed but one thing is like the guy's like taylor what's your special skill and she's like i realize it's not special and i realize it's not a skill but i can i have double jointed elbows and like she just does this with her Mm -hmm. elbows and i'm like if that is the If Taylor Swift and I have the same skill, like I feel very confident in my ability to do well throughout the rest of my life. Right. Congratulations. She's doing really, really well.
2: I would enjoy (laughs) these 15 questions, 72 questions more, I think, if they were just articles that I could just read instead of watch. Do you prefer watching them?
1: I do like watching watching them because they're shot by Vogue, so they're very beautifully shot, and they're always in the celebrity's home. So you get to see it's like, a you know, in Taylor's house, you get to see a room where she has 22 ceramic cats. And you're like, oh, shit, that's crazy. (laughs) Um, And it's nice. Sarah Jessica Parker's house Mm -hmm. is really beautiful. Anyway, um, so Jen, after she tries to kiss her elbows, it's like, I've been waiting for a friend like you. And Lexi's like, me, too. Mm. So another like kind of romantic vibe between the two of them. After this, we get a sweet, sweet montage of them trying on different insane clothes. There's like a red plastic raincoat in the mix. Lots of very 80s montage. It's like so also very like 80s adult. Yes. They were dressed in like velour pant (laughs) business suits. And like there was at one point like a like a lavender like straight up three piece Business suit for old. I mean I just didn't understand What they were doing As 20 somethings I'm like trying something Slutty from the era Right You know what I mean Right Um, But they were very Like it was a very cute Little montage And um, after the fact Jen's like I feel like a blimp and Lexi's like yeah right you're like the skinniest person I know if you're a blimp then I'm a blimp on steroids Mm. so we kind of understand like Lexi's feeling lesser than and then I'm not sure Did they steal those all black outfits from the mall or were they just like walking out holding their breath because they didn't want to pass the pastries and what looked like the Saks Fifth Avenue cafe I don't know I couldn't figure it out yeah i don't think i feel like they sh-
2: i don't think shoplifting is in this mix i feel like although it would be appropriate to the, the it, age they are
1: the age they were and also the era i feel like shoplifting was like super happy yeah. in the 90s like i don't know do kids try to still get away with shoplifting
2: i don't know We'd have to ask some kids
1: i know if you when you have your kid let's find out okay a <laughs> layer uh express tank tops underneath each other and then steal them from the mall like okay. i did i did only once I was, i shoplifted two tank tops once and like to this day i I carry this around with me like i murdered a person and like i have friends that would go to a mall on a saturday and steal seven hundred dollars worth of shoes before breakfast
2: shoes how do you steal shoes
1: i i don't know like alana okay sorry her name is alana i'm not gonna say her last name and then this other girl lang langley i fucking added you you're a terrible person so many times langley has gone down on so many ships with me because <laughs> she was terrible to me in high school and uh that girl fucking taught my whole group bling ring status, how to shoplift from the Burlington mall in Lexington, Massachusetts. And like all of my good girlfriends, like not only do they start smoking pot around this bitch, but like they would all be like, yeah. So basically what you do is you go to express and you put on a pair of jeans and then you put your jeans over it. And then you put on a tank top and then you put on another shirt and then you put a big sweatshirt over it. And like my friends would walk out of the mall with like four shirts under a sweatshirt and then they go to the bathroom, change out of it The shoes, I think, were taken at, like, a place like a um, Payless where the shoes existed in boxes underneath the... um underneath the The model model. Mm -hmm. so then they would steal the size out from underneath the model like i don't think they did that at like Filene's, where the person had to actually bring a box out to you but i wouldn't put it past them right now they look back on it they were all rich kids so no consequence existed yeah i
2: think it's just for the rush
1: Uh, yeah like there was no consequence that existed but i do remember one of my friends cody had like probably like i don't know fifteen thousand dollars worth of clothes in her closet And we were going to her house, and I was like, how the fuck do you get out of your house every day wearing these clothes, and your mom doesn't notice? Because my mom would have noticed if I was wearing a new t-shirt. She'd be like, where the fuck did that come from? So um... My mom, to this day, still, when she sees me, she's like, have i seen that
2: before i'm like i i do not i don't keep track i don't put a little dot on the clothes every time you've seen it
1: but you would think yeah no totally and i think that that's a huge thing in this whole movie is just kind of like i had a very present mom yeah that was like at my ass and probably all the wrong ways but the right ways and same to this day like i wouldn't even try to lie to her mm. about a tank top i stole um so we're at school the next day oh wait no really really quickly um, so Lexi comes down after the mom, she is like, Did daddy come?
0: No. Why? Oh, well, I heard the phone ring when I was in the shower. As for me. Did he say he was going to call? No. I left another message on his machine. I just wanted to talk. I don't understand what I did wrong. Lexi, you didn't do anything wrong. Well, then why didn't he call me back the same day? He'll call you back. He always does. Someday he won't. He'll be too busy and he'll forget.
1: Can I have the other half of that? So her mom's eating like a papaya, which is weird. How much tropical fruit was in this Seattle home? She works in produce. Right. And then (laughs) I'm like, okay, I guess she is the produce master. And she's like, I thought she didn't like papaya. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but I'm on a diet. Because like, papaya the most sugary fruit you could yeah, probably buy i don't think it. of
2: it as a low-cal fruit i don't think
1: of it as like a diet fruit and her mom's like me too i'm also on a diet
2: cantaloupe
1: if i were the script supervisor i would
2: have substituted. i would have ru- yeah. i would
1: have run in honeydew on the floor <laughs> <laughs> uh, excuse me um, <laughs> No, and there was a lot of things like that throughout this movie where I was like, if this was any other form of entertainment, someone would have run in an alternate line. Right. Because this got, I, this got way too far. Yeah. Like, uh, so. Yes, I had that reaction at the beginning when they began singing the army theme song. And then army. the mom's like, you goofballs. OK, so there's that one. And then there's one towards the end. And you're right. So basically when the mom's like, you can reinvent yourself, uh, she's like, you can be whatever you want to be. And then both girls are like, be. All, All that, that you can, can be, be in the, the army. army,
2: and Linda Carter is singing at that point too.
1: <laughs> and she's like, "You goofballs!" And it's like, <laughs> and my kids do. I'm like, "Go to your fucking room. <laughs> just go to your room. Yeah. What happened? What happened? Right? What just happened right now? I mean, but also, like that." i don't know was it really that popular the army song no i think i remember it being kind of like gi joe but it was a different song it was like be all that you can be in the army reserve right was the one i grew up with was reserve as a punchline okay so anyway um we're at school the next day um uh And Jen gives Lexi a gift, and it's a tiny little black lunchbox about the size of, I don't know. It was a purse, actually, at first. Right. It's like, it looks like a little three by five size, like index card status purse. (laughs) And like inside of that is one cracker and a Ziploc bag. And inside the other bag is what looks like peanut butter. I couldn't tell what that was, but it was so. This is why you might not have realized, and I had to watch it back probably five or six times to really confirm that it might be peanut butter, only might be.
2: I thought it was like squished up bologna or something Right. the first time I saw it.
1: It's because... No one could transfer peanut butter so seamlessly into mm-hmm. a Ziploc bag like you're that. You're right. It would be all, you're so right. It would be, all, so right. It'd be all over this. And yeah. I was like, what secret peanut butter container does Jen have? I mean, what <laughs> right. rich person peanut butter container does she have that it like seamlessly gets it into? Right. Like a, a peanut Ziploc butter bags? squeeze tube. It was a squeeze tube status. And <laughs> a tube so, of peanut butter. <laughs> it's a, she gives her like, I don't know, it's bizarre. It's almost like clueless esque. Yes. It's like, this is a product that does not exist. It is made for one person and one person only, and you have two of them. And it and don't they have their names on them? Do they? I think yes. I'm pretty sure the
2: little black lunchbox said Lexi.
1: Okay, I'm I'm sure. It I might did. be wrong. I don't know because I was working with um like squinting at it on my computer, the size of like a um old school YouTube video. But um, yeah. So i don't know i mean it's just weird and so they're. she's like break up the cracker it'll last longer if you eat it in quarters and so they're just like eating their little thing uh, and they go later to jen's house where they're working on an elliptical which i don't remember existing in the early i 90s. had the exact same reaction thank you i'm yes. so glad okay, i thought thank i'm you. surprised they had those then i was like jen either is really rich or i was really poor because i don't remember seeing an elliptical no. to like year yeah 1999 maybe the first time i saw an elliptical i saw a stairmaster okay before an elliptical oh yeah no totally like stairmaster's clunky like that's what your slightly rich friend had in their dad's basement the full-blown elliptical in the daylight like the office was full daylight these people have a gym in their home they're um jen's doing crunches lexi's on the elliptical and they're conjugating french verbs and um and it's just a scene. And then uh the next day. Can I just jump back to one thing real fast? Oh, of course. Did you
2: notice how well the cracker broke into
1: four quarters, yeah. Yeah.
2: Um <laughs> and it looked like a saltine and I don't think it would really break that easily.
1: I don't think it was a saltine. I think it was one of those like um it comes in like the yellow and blue package. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's like half yellow, half blue, and it's like mostly sesame seeds.
2: I'm not familiar with it this comes cracker. With an S.
1: It's a very eighties cracker, and it looks Armenian. Okay, I don't huh. know if I'm wrong. I, I mean, don't I be know what cracker this is, it, but it had it had it had an eighties vibe to it, eighties nineties vibe to it. Um, I didn't recognize it, but I assumed what it was, which is probably wrong, because um, there was a lot of carb eating in this movie. I that I was astounded by the rice. Yes, okay. I
2: was thinking this. I don't believe this is what a true anorexic would, because though like one thing she allowed herself was half a cup of rice, but no more than six hundred fifty calories a day. And I was thinking. She's not, she's definitely rice, not paleo, baby. yeah. <laughs> but I don't but Atkins was around back then. But in general, yeah. I don't think there was the um I don't think everyone had turned against carbs in the way they have now.
1: So sweet sweet Sarah from the original scene who should have been Lexi's best friend the whole time right. comes over during lunch and is like, "Hey guys,
0: hey. what do you think about the team having a fundraiser at the spring carnival?" Like, what? I don't know. But something that we can sell tickets for in advance. That way if they don't show we can still get their money. I like it. Is that all you're eating? What about when you play? I mean, your energy. Mm. I have more energy when I eat less. I feel lighter and faster. Right, Lex? Yep. Whatever. (laughs) See you at practice. Did you see that sandwich? At least eight hundred calories, not
1: a thousand. Which is literally my nightmare conversation whenever I talk to anyone who's skinnier than me. (laughs) It's like that is what I that is what my worst enemies are doing to me at all times. The next day, Lexi's mom decides to get involved for the first time and she sees Lexi in the mirror weighing herself. She's like, I think you're losing too much Mm. weight. Uh, you need to keep your beauty strong and beautiful. And Lex like, you want me to get fat again? Which is my nightmare in terms of having a teenage girl. Just like, <laughs> nightmare. Like, oh, I can't win. And also, healthy is a word that got used in all of the movies so far that we've seen about Lifetime movies. It's like, just like the word healthy seems to be a trigger for people.
2: Yes, code for, well, I think it's like healthy and robust is code for fat.
1: Right. But like at the same time, it's like, anyone who's even remotely overweight is considered unhealthy yeah so it's like teenage girls let's work on this happy medium like right. there has to be one so jen's dad has decided to oh wait, wait wait so the next day actually the guys see lexia at school and they're finally noticing that she's lost some weight and um they're like you look really good girl um and then ryan reynolds is like do you want to go to the school dance and she's like yes which is amazing mm-hmm. um like i would be so excited if i was anorexic seem- for a month and ryan reynolds asked me to do a dance well
2: <laughs> I was. yeah it actually honestly the thought that went through my head is oh my god is that how it works is that do you just get skinny skinny enough and then cute guys at school ask you to dances because um, i feel I like that's what came say. i feel like that's what i learned from this
1: okay so this is really weird because i've been in this like lifetime eating disorder hole and then they re re aired the this american life episode um like the you're so fat or whatever it was called it was something one with crazy lindy west, lindy and west. And yes
2: okay that whole episode was very triggering for me too because yeah. i feel like what i learned from that is it's very important to
1: be thin when the girl like halfway through was like Yes, I'm on drugs. Yeah, As I write this essay at this very moment, I am on legal speed. Mm. And it's just like, girl, what am I learning from this? But at the same time, it's like, you know what? You can't learn from this because you're either hearing it from a person who has dealt with it and still has issues around it. Or you're hearing it from a person who's never experienced it. And therefore, like, can't speak to it. I
2: would love to hear from someone who's dealt with it but doesn't have issues around it.
1: Like a young Lexi. Like, or an older Lexi, maybe. I guess. Is there anyone
2: who's dealt with it and doesn't have issues with it? Because I was quite overweight. And then I lost the weight. And I was... Like average, I guess, which Mm -hmm. is, but average, but always thought I was needed to lose weight. Like I feel like I've never had, yeah, yeah, had my, I've never been at a goal, at my goal weight, which is skinny. I've never been skinny, but like not, like not a person that people would go, oh, she's fat. Now that I'm pregnant, I feel like I'm fat, but, um, but in doing all of that, I was very proud of myself that I was able to lose the weight and keep it off. But also, like, my brain is crazy when it comes to, f- like, I have right. a thousand eating disorders.
1: Yeah. I think that it's, like, addiction and that, like, you can't, like, everyone who works at rehab is someone who's a disaster. Right. Like they in them in their own turn, have been a disaster and they can only be there because that's the only job they can have. And it's terrible to say, but, like... For a lot of people, it's really, really difficult to, I think, come out on the other side of any sort of obsessive thinking and not yeah. still identify with it. It is a mental disease to be an obsessive thinker in any capacity. Um, so that said, um, we uh, see that Jen's dad has decidedly, uh, decided to make a fucking appearance for once. Uh, <laughs> they fly to sh-
2: Chicago, right?
1: No, that's on oh. Lexi's dad. This is just Jen's oh, dad. Oh, oh, Jen's dad. And he's decided to go to the volleyball Right. tournament, which made me feel uncomfortable because I feel like all of my friends' dads have always made me feel uncomfortable, <laughs> and I feel like especially if I just had my dad leave me I'd be like, ew, who's this weird older man like right. around? Uh, and so the dad after the game is like have
0: a great serving, Lexi. Too bad Jennifer's game was off today. I guess she just didn't want it enough.
1: Jen's the best player on the team.
0: Oh, I know that. That's why I hate to see her play like she's not.
1: He's holding her hand and then he puts her in the car. And this is like a 15 year old girl and it's just bizarre it's like that made me be like yeah my mom definitely made the best decision for me not to have a dad <laughs> like that seems very creepy yeah it was very to have creepy. A weird older male in your life like dictating anything about your life that seems very weird mm-hmm. um so then at home Lexi's mom decides uh you know her daughter's anorexic so tonight's the night she's gonna make dinner <laughs> and Lexi's like mom I served the entire game And her mom doesn't hear any of it. Because right as this happens, uh, she drops a dozen eggs. Then the phone rings. Things are hectic in the house of a single mom. And um, it's their dad. And Lexi's Lexi's younger sister answers the phone. And she's like, hey, dad, I want to play baseball. But they don't have a girls team. Hey, Lexi, do you want the phone? And (laughs) Lexi gets on the phone. And is like, hey, dad, I served the whole game. And their mom, who's just been picking up the eggs and, and pouring herself a glass of white wine, looks up and she's like, you did? And so you really start to see the disconnect and also the overwhelmment of the single mom Mm -hmm. not addressing that Lexi has met at least two out of three of her goals on the list that she came to town with. Um, So dad asks mom if the girls can go see him for Thanksgiving and the mom just like is chugging Linda Carter is just going in on her wine super hard and um, decides to hang up the phone and order a large cheese pizza for the family. So, and... Every movie we watch about, like, eating disorders on this thing, it comes really, it, it comes from the top. Mm-hmm, like, direction right. always comes from the top down. And, like, it's very. It, yeah, that was very
2: heavy handed that moment.
1: Very heavy handed. So mom comes up to Lexi's room with the tuna sand- sandwich and is like, I am so sorry for, like, uh, cutting you off on the conversation with dad. And also for ordering pizza. I know you're sick of it. And Lexi goes in her bathroom after she dismisses her mom from the room and tears up the tuna sandwich and flushes and it, it the door. <laughs> I would have at least taken a couple of bites and spit them out. I wanted tuna so bad. Like, you don't know, my construction workers were in my kitchen all day, and I was like, fuck, bitch, I would murder for a tuna sandwich right now. I'm so hungry. I don't even eat tuna when other people make it. Uh, but it looked good. And also, I was, like, thinking, yeah, I mean, in Starving in Suburbia, the girl was just stupid and threw her food in her closet. Like, she just <laughs> threw it on the closet floor. And I was like, that's going to catch up to you in, I don't know, six hours. Yeah. But then Lexi was smart enough to realize if you have a tuna sandwich, like, you, yeah, you flush you that. Yeah, you're going to Where else are you going to put a tuna sandwich? Right. So um, <clears throat> the next day or whatever... Jen and Lexi are all dressed up like Chloe, the model for the dance. Um, they're wearing all black, which I thought was very chic. Mm -hmm. My mom didn't let me wear all black in high school. I wore a lot of black. You did. Mm -hmm. My mom thought it was like too sexy for me. I I realized that. I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but I realized now my mom was trying to keep me super virginal. Yeah. So like, I was only allowed to wear like neon colors and straps that were like three inches thick. Mm -hmm. Like I had to be very, very covered and childish. Um, But uh, we see like the girls are getting ready in the mirror and Lexi's saying she's worried about her dad. She's going to go see him over Thanksgiving. But he sounds lonely and she's worried about him. Maybe he wants to come back to the family. And Jen's like, I think it's romantic when couples get remarried. Why do you think they got divorced? And Lexi's like, my dad had an affair with somebody at the office. Didn't last or anything. Wrecked everything. So what about you? You think your parents are in love? And Jen's like my my dad messes around as much as he can and my mom is the queen of denial um Ugh. which is great i mean it's great just like because that really it sets it up for later when we see how checked out they are so and also it really also sets up how disgusting her dad is for mm-hmm. going to her volleyball game it's like get your gross dick out of the fucking high school gym dude like you're <laughs> gross like yeah. what are you doing at the high school gym like you're fucking around on your wife and calling your daughter fat like get out of here um so, anyway, they're in Chicago now, back in their own hometown. Dad is picking up Lexi and her younger sister at the airport. And um, he's like, Lexi, you lost all that baby fat. You look so great. And so, Lexi's like, thanks. Anyway, do you think you want to come to Seattle? And he's like, let's go to dinner and talk about it. So, when we get to dinner, it's at this Italian restaurant. And we immediately And it could not be more Italian with a capital I. No, it's so. it looked so good. Chicago Italian mm-hmm. looked so good to me. I was... Fiendin, like I was so hungry. And so he introduced him to his girlfriend, Jolene, who was like a light, slightly less pretty version of his mother, which I really appreciated. Yeah. Like shouts to, I'm going to look up this actress, Jolene, Jill Teed. Let's see what Jill Teed has been doing. Jill Teed, ooh, girl. She's in Unreal. She is? Yes. She's in an upcoming episode or just a past episode. Let me see. Of Unreal. She plays an actress named B. I I subscribe to Unreal. Let's see if Gorilla has aired yet. Gorilla aired. So episode three of this season, actually, Jolene is in Unreal. She's staying in the Lifetime family. She, it seems like she's done a lot of TV movies. She did something called Science Seal Delivered, Truth Be Told, as well as Science Seal Delivered, The Impossible Dream. She was on the TV show Arrow. Um, she was in something called Independence Disaster. Um, she was in Battlestar Galactica as well, Halo 4, Supernatural. Smallville, this woman has worked a lot. Good for Jill T. I'm sorry, girl. I'm sorry, I shit on you. You are not a less pretty version of Linda Carter. Please come on this podcast. <laughs> um, but she's basically like monitoring Lexi as she eats. She's being very conversational and cool, which I have to say, like, as someone who hopes to become someone's stepmom, I, um, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is how I would approach things. Mm-hmm. I would have probably gotten her name right. She kept calling her Alexia, and Lexi's like, that's not my name, right? Um, but I, I probably would have gotten the name right. But she did seem to be pretty chill and right. even cute. She
2: offered Lexi some mozzarella sticks when Lexi was just staring at it.
1: What's it called when it's like not a mozzarella stick? Oh, right. Like it was like a mozzarella nugget triangle. or something. Triangle. Like when, those yeah. delicious mozzarella triangles. What is, are those? Is it
2: just like breaded mozzarella?
1: I don't know. It's something so good, though. I want them so bad. Um... So that night, Lexi calls Jen, and she's like, I hope she eats and eats and eats so that so that by the time summer comes, my dad leaves her. Um, and they, like, laugh about it on the phone. Jen's like, see you soon. Call so, when you get back. Yes. So but then, see, when Jen this is how crazy i am when jen said call
2: when you get back i was like if i were lexi i would wonder if that means don't call me again while you're still there
1: i <laughs> <laughs> see this is, comes comes in, into play later and i think we should talk about yes this comes into play later but i thought that was weird too for several reasons <laughs> um but then so lexi's laying in bed at her dad's lying in bed at her dad's house and she's like um having i guess some, no she just goes to bed and then 3 30 in the morning she wakes up and she reaches under her bed and like gets out a bag of off-brand fudge stripes
2: generic fudge stripe cookies and
1: it's just like she's she eats i don't know she eats like 10 cookies in 11 seconds like i've Mm -hmm. never seen someone eat that many cookies even as a contest like Mm -hmm. it was crazy it was crazy so um she's binge eating these fudge stripes and we go back home lexi is in seattle lexi is brushing her hair in her bedroom mirror and it's falling out in fat ass clumps, clumps. and like i'm wondering how did this happen so fast like did right. it take years like i was anorexic for like a solid year and i think my hair fell out maybe 10 strands at a time per day yeah What's i
2: normal? wasn't aware that it gets like that that fast i
1: don't think it does that was like Moving someone magic. going through
2: chemotherapy hair coming out
1: thank you it was like a fat clump Yeah. So then Lexi's mom comes in in a truly bizarre conversation and she's like Lexi I need to borrow a tampon and Lexi's like I don't have any sorry she's like well you didn't have any last month either which by the the way why doesn't the
2: mom buy some tampons of her own if this is the second month she's trying to borrow one
1: I was like what is this like government situation they live in where like for some reason the government drops off 20 (laughs) tampons to each woman in the household each month like I don't like is Lexi responsible for buying her own tampons? I mean, I. Th- it's interesting. My whole life in my entire life. My mother has never borrowed
2: a tampon from me.
1: Never borrowed a tampon uh-uh. from me. We had like a weird single mom friend that would drive across town and borrow tampons from my mom. And my mom oh. would always be like, why the fuck are you going to drive across town yeah. and borrow a tampon from me? Just like go buy tampons. But I think she was like, Shauna has some from Co- Shauna's my mom. Shauna has some from Costco. Like, I'll just take them from her. And like we were always very troubled by this. Like, yeah, I find it troubling. to drive town to borrow a tampon, and that to me and was borrow little, is the
2: wrong terminology, by the way, too, because you're not borrow a yeah, you're not getting it back.
1: You're not getting it back, <laughs> maybe in some capacity, but not the tampon, <laughs> right? Right. So the moms like. Haven't you been uh, keeping track of your period on your calendar? And so she just goes across the room and starts picking up the calendar. I've never written down my period once in a calendar. Like, never. Like, maybe as someone who was actively trying to get pregnant, you did right. that. Right. Actually, growing up, my mom
2: would always recommend that I write it down because I was irregular for okay. a while and I was always always surprised when I got my period. Yeah. And my mom was like, if you write it down, then you won't be surprised. Um but I never ever did. No. Until one ever told me to trying write to get pregnant. Yeah.
1: No one ever told me to write it down. I didn't know this was something else people did till I like heard about it in fictionalized scenarios. And then um Alexi's <clears throat> mom comes up and she's like flipping through her calendar as if it's like the written it's as if it's fact
2: right i wondered how does her mom know what notation style she uses to indicate that she had her period like does she write
1: period in capital letters She's like you haven't gotten your period in in three three months months. and i'm like well how do you know she just didn't have a pencil right like maybe she just maybe she had her period but she didn't have a pen write it down yeah i never have a pen on hand so my mom's like nbd i need to go to the gyno you'll go to the gyno she's like i don't want some man looking down Mm -hmm. there which like yes like as a teenage girl that's right. all you think about is like is dr perlman my uh fucking whatever pediatrician going to look at my vagina and the answer is no you go to a, an adult lady right yeah when and your mom reassures her we'll go to a woman no if your mom takes if your mom takes you as a 13 year old to a man like come to me i will like call me call 323-450-7408 that's the please advise number but if you call it i will take you personally to a female gynecologist do not let that happen to you that's so upsetting that would scar me for life like Mm. if that had happened anyway so um the gynecologist is basically just like if her period is late, it's because of your fucking divorce. It has nothing to do with, like, you know, this is a normal weight for a girl. Like, Can we talk about the away.
2: styling of the gynecologist? <laughs> That's
1: brutal. Could she have it's been, been like-
2: more <laughs> sexless, genderless? I think she had, like, tight, dark perm that was straight across bangs with her curly perm and then i don't know what was going on on the sides like longer it would and be she like if
1: rachel drach was dressed as a trash bag on yes. saturday Night Live and they yes. sent in the trash bag to be her gynecologist. like a female gynecologist <laughs> can look <laughs> like a woman it was insane like if i showed up i would have hit the reject button on that <laughs> no, speaking of the romance honey so so uh, the gynecologist is like, none of this is real. You're fine. Your daughter's fine. So then Lexi's yeah, because like, she's Jen's- a normal weight. Yeah, she's normal weight. And then Jen's like, or Lexi's in her in her own gynecologist office. They didn't really understand the set dressing here. And then she was like, Jen's trick worked. And mm-hmm. so she like subtly pulls off ten pound weights of either side of her body. They're
2: rolls back. of coins. Oh, is
1: that what they were? That's,
2: I looked it up on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what it was apparently. Although it did look like weights, actually,
1: it looked like little ten-pound weights or but something. But who is she talking to when she Herself. says, "Yeah, Jen's Jen's plan worked." Um, <clears throat> so. Uh, next day Jen comes home or uh, Lexi comes home and she's been working out and she's saying to her mom like oh great workout just gonna go upstairs to my room and work out more while I like my muscles are warm and her mom's like no I made something called chicken tahiti it's chicken and pineapples <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> amazing she's and like, mom I'm a vegetarian daughter's like I love pineapples the other daughter like Jill is the subtle lesbian of the mm-hmm. family like, I love Jill's journey because like Jill wanted nothing to do with Lexi whole situation like she just was so disgusted by the whole thing and um for some reason the mom has made um chicken tahiti uh rice and an avocado salad Mm -hmm. which is definitely what you want to give to your burgeoning anorexic daughter right um and Lexi's
0: like what's the occasion anyway (laughs) I just wanted to have a nice family dinner together okay flowers tablecloth mom you really need a boyfriend I mean, Dad has a girlfriend.
2: And they dropped that ball on her.
1: Yeah, and they and and the younger sister Jill's looking at her like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" And I'm thinking, Jill, she doesn't want to eat. Okay, she'll do anything she can to blow this meal the fuck up. And then um, she like kind of throws out some of her food, and then she turns to her mom and says, "Like, hey, I got a surprise for you." And she hands her her report card. All A's. Mm-hmm. So we now see that Lexi's up to like a total of maybe four out of seven things she wanted to change about her life on this initial list. So, um, the next day, Jen and Lexi are running down the beach, and um, they decide to like stop in a log and drink some water. And they're talking about how amazing water is, how it's pure substance. And um, they're panting like crazy. And oh, yeah, Lexi yeah, turns to her scene, and goes, yeah. "You think we just had sex or something?" And and Jen just like looks at her like she's crazy, and she's, I mean, cause oh, I'm yeah, panting. panting. And um, and then she decides to tell her, which I think was a lie. Oh, was it? Or, I mean, I don't know, because I think if Okay, so then Lexi says that when she was home in Chicago, she lost her virginity to her next-door neighbor, Brandon, and it was not a big deal because she just kind of, like, laid there Mm -hmm. and it barely even counted. Right, and then... I thought was kind of a tee-up to see if Jen was still a virgin.
2: Maybe. I believed it to be true. You
1: did. Yeah. I've gone back and forth because I think that, yeah, she has low self-esteem right now. She probably did lose her virginity in a toss away moment we did see that in starving in suburbia but um we uh, i i also feel like that's such a critical moment that we would have seen it or at least seen brandon like no i brandon i didn't think it was when she was back home
2: in chicago i thought it was when she lived in chicago before she moved out
1: oh okay 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 interesting you know when she was fat yeah when she was a little (laughs) fatty so then jen's like not me like i haven't lost my virginity yet so next day they're at the school fundraiser and um lexi's mom's talking to the coach and being like lexi's lost too much weight and she's like she's fine lexi's just a disciplined girl and um jen is having her photo ta- oh and then jen's mom comes up and is like hi i'm like so then the moms meet whatever moving on um jen is having her photo taken by like a hunky local photographer mm-hmm. and he's nick like, mccabe is that who that I, is
2: no i think that was the, his name in the show
1: oh maybe it is hold on let me see nick McKay. oh nick mckay, McKay. he's played by lachlan Munro, m-u-n-r-o and he's starting um Fatal Rhapsody, okay, great. Riverdale, Frat Pack. He's in a bunch of uh, he's in a bunch of um, post films and post-production right now. A ton. He's on a TV show called Lucifer, Chicago Med. These seems to be like always oh, in Awkward, the TV series. Um, he was in Beauty and the Beast, the TV series. Oh, go, Lachlan. From 2015 though. Not old school Beauty and the Beast. Hmm. Um Dude, this man is a highly wa- acting worker. Like, everyone in this movie has viable careers still. Psych. True justice. I mean, I don't know what all of these things are, but this man is a truly working actor. Good for him. I'm proud of him. So Lachlan's killing it. And he comes up to them and he's like, hey, I want to take your photo. And um, and Jen's like, oh, totally. Um, and the next day they decide to go to. Or, Wait, he
2: says he asks if they've ever considered being models, right? Oh, and
1: Jen's like, yeah, I'm going to be a model. Yeah um so then lexi goes home and starts overlining her lips (laughs) it was bad the lips were bad but i think that was like the very 90s yeah i think it was thing like i immediately related to that um and she tells her little sister that she's going to be a model then the next day uh jen and lexi go to the photographer's studio and he's surprised to see both of them and he's basically like why the fuck did you bring your friend and jen's like i thought you could take a picture of my friend too She goes, um, and he pulls her aside, and he's like, can I speak to you a moment? And he takes her two feet away. Right. And he goes, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but your friend's not really model material. And she goes, but she's skinnier than I am. And he goes, yeah, I know, but it's all in the structure. You know, how it all hangs it together? I mean, it's nothing personal. So... Lexi being two feet from their faces, <laughs> like leaves the studio in tears, and Jen does the nice thing and follows her down the street, and it's like, no, you're beautiful, like blah, blah, blah.
2: I actually I made a note of that I was surprised. That Jennifer um, turned down her own model opportunity to be a solid friend.
1: It made me actually really yeah. love Jennifer. Yeah. It made was me have a, a nice bigger crush on her. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next morning at breakfast, Lexi's mom is pushing her for to eat some cereal. And she's like, eat some cereal. You're not going to get in the f- semifinals if you don't eat some cereal. And then she goes, hey, and what's this I like hear about some photographer wanting to take pictures of you and Jennifer? That's a good way to get yourself raped. That's yeah. an insane
2: line. It's <laughs> very It was very um. It was intense. That's a good way to get yourself raped. Where did she even hear about it anyway? A little oh, sister. From a little sister, little yeah. sister.
1: But like, it's that's a good way to get yourself raped. Like, I don't think my mom was ever has ever been that plain spoken right. with me in my life. Yeah, like that's a way that bad things could happen. Right, but that's. A, I mean, that's. a Yeah, good I don't way think my parents would have said that either. Is really like. I mean, I knew rape existed in the '90s, but like, I guess I just never heard it plain spoken ever. Right, like, right. when Brenda Walsh was raped, like, or like, I don't know, someone at her work was raped. Like, it was kind of like soft shoot around. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was like pretty um, progressive stuff. Um, so Lexi's struggling to keep up the volleyball game. She eventually passes out. Her mom is at this game for some reason. She runs into the middle of the um, the floor and she, the gym floor, and she's like. Call 911, which is so weird because, like, in all of these movies about eating disorders, about teens I've watched, like, people have to tell people to call 911 when a basically dead teen is on right. the floor. And it's like, yo, that should be more instinctual than that. <laughs> so the doctor tells Lexi's mom that she has malnutrition and arrhythmia from not eating um, and she won't be able to get better from her disease um, until all the feelings she was starving behind, which I thought to be an interesting expression, are gone. Um, so... <clears throat> The hospital nutritionist weighs her in. It's decided that she needs to get better um, mentally by eating some stuff so she can get her brain together. She weighs in at 94 pounds. 94 pounds. And they Um, weigh her backwards. And then Jennifer, then they weigh Jennifer at home, and she's sad. And then we do this amazing, like, okay, Justin's in the cafeteria with Jen, the the brunette guy that's not Ryan Reynolds, and he's like, Hey, "Hey, Arnsberger,
0: you're not going to pull alexia anorexia on this, are you? There's nothing to joke about, Justin. No, stop. Let's
1: have a fry. And he makes her eat a french fry. And, and she barely gets it down. She eats like two bites. But then the best part of filmmaking wise, where they do this sweet, sweet crossfade um from Jennifer's face into Lex's yes! face, eating it with cafe. It was very Michael
2: Jackson, black black or white.
1: It was very art- artistic. Like, especially for lifetime movies of this era, like there was nothing really like that. Like this was almost special effects. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and and I know it to be just a, a final cut move, but like it is, it was that was a fancy ass crossfade for the time. And um Jennifer is being forced to eat a couple bites of her food. And Tristan is saying, like, you got to eat this food. And this girl who's next to her that I wrote here, a girl who is scary anorexic and can only be in this movie because she is obviously in recovery and was given this role as a reward for working on herself. I mean, how the fuck did they cast a part like this? Like, this girl is so skinny. Mm-hmm. Like, when the camera flashed her, I was like, well, oh, that's not an actress. That's a girl that won the part. Like, or she was like, or she was like... M- something terrible happened in her life and then they were able to cast her but she was the girl was gaunt next to her and she goes if you don't eat no tv no going outside they'll keep you in your room like you're sick and like it was very actually kind of deep because the girl was sick Mm -hmm. that we were looking at i mean she was not well and so lexi's in her room with her nutritionist and she goes over all the things that she's been eating this is the list okay ready ready breakfast some herb tea maybe a piece of fruit morning snack gum i I also love the idea of morning snack afternoon snack right like morning snack afternoon snack doesn't exist (laughs) like anytime i've had to fill up what my morning snack is i'm like fuck you um lunch one cracker some carrots or pickles and water or diet soda afternoon snack gum dinner salad or veggies and a half a cup of rice 500 calories a day 650 max like if she has a non-fat yogurt that's what Mm, she said yeah where would you put the non-fat yogurt
2: what do you mean oh what like if this is
1: your diet where would you if you got to stick on an extra 150 in this day where would you put the the not
2: oh at the end
1: me too yeah that would be like before bed i still with a non-fat yogurt Mm -hmm. um i can't not eat after like I can't not eat after seven.
2: No, my that whole thing of eat like a queen and then a princess and then a peasant. I've heard that before. Yeah, it's smart. I heard that. I don't know if it's true, but Joan Rivers
1: apparently didn't eat after 2 p.m. Sure. Probably. Yeah, I've heard of that. I've also heard vegan before six is good, too. Yeah.
2: No, I'm like in the pre-pregnant days, barely eating anything all day, just drinking coffee. And then all my calories are at night
1: yeah me too like i do yeah i'm I'm coffee g- fruit whatever like is around all day grazing yeah and then i and then i will go hard from mm. the hours of like 6 p.m to 10 p.m i'll just binge eat um so that's cool and then um <clears throat> the Sorry. nutritionist asked her what her ideal weight is and she's 100 pounds um they do this whole like Body dysmorphia rundown in the mirror. We confirm that Lexi is in fact not seeing uh, what she is in the mirror. Um, Lexi's mom visits her at the hospital um, And I had to wonder like how the fuck Is the family paying for this Yeah, Because in Starving in Suburbia we learned that These eating disorder clinics cost Around a hundred or they cost around a thousand dollars A day and the recommended time Is 90 days Like even if she had health insurance These sort of psychological disorders Normally are not covered by insurance This would have to be out of pocket for Lexi's dad Which I didn't understand because it's all about produce so, money. Yeah. I mean, the mom seems so uh, required to work. Like, it right. didn't seem like that was an option for her. Um, so anyway... Lexi's dad finally uh, finally decides to check into the situation for once and he flies into Seattle um, and has him forcibly put a feeding tube. That in was Lexi's a very nose.
2: traumatic scene. Yeah. I thought. It was it, upsetting. It
1: was it was traumatic. And then he like completely mansplains to her that she needs to eat and that he loves her. Like he's like, You need to eat. I wanna punch him. He's terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, you did this to her, you asshole. Right. Just go visit her. Like, maybe, like, say hi to her and not surprise her with Jolene and the mozzarella sticks. Like, this is a (laughs) lot for a young girl who's, like, her entire family broke up. And this is also, like, this is 90s divorce where they are really talking about divorce in the family like her dad died at war. Mm. Like, everyone's like, oh, my, I I can relate. I had the same thing happen where it was frequent enough that there might be one other person in school who relates to you but it was also tragic enough that like most people had no idea what your situation was right so this was like a very weird time where i guess i don't know did kids just like think about being from divorced families all the time in the 90s i don't know i don't know i feel like it was kind of normal in my hometown but i don't know i um people were rich where i was from so i feel like everything was ruined more and or less by being rich
2: that's interesting i haven't thought about it that much most of the i think most of the kids that i went to school with their parents were together and i did know whose parents were divorced i was aware of it
1: it was like yeah, yeah it's a weird thing okay so then lexi gets a visit from jen in the eating disorder clinic who's like hello my little eggplant in french which i was like if only she was to like know of the emojis that would come after this um so then jen decides to tell her that she's like slipping juice from a plastic cup and she's like
0: not bad sort of a club med with nurses when do you get out 10 more pounds. oh guess what my parents are buying me a car what <laughs> you lucky what kind of car i don't know they won't tell me they said it's a surprise That is so cool. Now you can drive me around. Oh, yes. We can go to L.A. or San Francisco. We could drive all the way to New York. (laughs) Oh. No, I did not forget your birthday.
1: A week ago, right? And she gives her a silver nameplate necklace that has my soul sister engraved on it in French mm-hmm. which like anytime I wanted to love not love Jen like I just was like Jen's the best like, she's pretty solid yeah Like she's such a good girl like anything negative that she has ever put into Lexi's life she has no knowledge of it like mm-hmm. Jen is just the best uh I'm like in lo- I'm a little in love with Jen and so um Lexi's like, "You know, Jen, you can get better too." And Jen's like, "No, not me." and <laughs> I loved it. She's like, "No, not me." And Lexi's like, "Why not?" And she's like, "Well, as my dad would say, I just don't want it enough." Dark. Mm-hmm. So then um Lexi gets to leave the hospital. Um her mom tells her, she's like, "You know, don't worry. You start summer school in 2 weeks." And she's like, "I wish Jen ha- had to go." And um her mom's like, "Why?" She's like, well, she's the one who taught me. And her mom's like, taught you what? And she's, uh, are you saying Jennifer's bulimic? Um, So then smash cut to Jen's making something at home in the food processor. It's healthy. Jen uh, is, you know, saying, I got to go. My parents are in town. The two of them are apart for a little while. The next time we see Jen, Lexi is in um, her mom's driveway. Um, And Jen's mom is so rich. That they decide to illustrate this by having her mom grooming a pony in the front yard. <laughs> right. like, it As was one does. so weird. Like, <laughs> I was just like, when, because she walks off a moment later, and, and I don't know where the horse went. And mm-hmm. I'm like, do they just have a horse, like, in their, no one's that rich. Then you just have, like, a courtyard you, horse. Yeah, and if you're so rich that you have a horse just, like, on your property like that, it's too fancy mm-hmm. to just, let not be in a barn it was very weird to groom a horse in the front yard but i guess i i that really illustrated their richness to me um and basically lexi's mom is like hey like shut out like um jen might also be bulimic and her mom's like um that's one of the reasons why i've chosen not to work which was like such an indictment of the working woman like <laughs> really so fucking yeah. dark for her to be like um i don't work and i pay attention to my child so Yours is mine's definitely not bulimic. Um so next day at school, um, Ryan Reynolds runs into Lexi as she's leaving summer school and he's like, Hey, guess what? Um, I'm still failing geometry. By the way, you look good with a couple pounds on you. Um, and then we see Jen pull up in a white convertible, and uh Lexi leans over to say hello, and Jen's like, Thanks for telling your mom, and she and speeds sp- off. Yeah, oh, storms they're off. done. Yeah. Done. And, like, by the way, like, so cute. So she has, like, a white convertible BMW. Mm-hmm. Like, perfect Of course she gen. has. Of course she has that car. Perfect John car. So then. Um, but, by the way,
2: the love between the two of them that we were talking about, Ryan Reynolds is being all, like, nice. Yeah. And, uh, and, and um, complimentary and wanting to bond with Lexi. And then the second Jen pulls up, Lexi's, like, an abused girlfriend. Like, I got to go. Yeah. It's It's
1: Jen yeah why yeah i mean you're exactly i mean what i liked actually is that it really illustrated how much guys don't give a shit about <laughs> anything like yeah. he technically was jen's friend mm-hmm. like any loyalty in this situation should 100 percent be to jen and that is such a guy to be like that's some girl shit i don't care right. about that you're cool lexi you're hot jen like that's <laughs> very so He invites Lexi to the beach party that night.
2: Oh, right. And Lexi says she can't go because she has to study.
1: Yeah, but she blows off her uh, nutrition group. Right. She Uh, didn't
2: really have to study. She had to go to her therapy group.
1: Her nutrition group with Phoebe, which we learn the nutritionist's name is Phoebe in this scene because she calls mom. She's like, hi, Mm. this is Phoebe such and such from the center of anorexic girls. And we just (laughs) want to tell you your daughter skipped therapy. So we cut to Lexi at the beach party, which we saw in the first scene of the show. Um, She runs into Sarah. Um, and Sarah's like, hey girl. And um, I'm just rode here, like, damn, she should have been Sarah's friend this whole time. Yeah. This would have all saved this would have saved her. But who one one cannot deny Jen, who is alone on the beach drinking and dancing. Um, her friends try to corral her and get her to eat something because they can tell that she's just wasted and hungry. And Jen tells Lexi, like, stop following me. We aren't friends anymore. And then we see like it's like day turns to night, and we see Lexi just in different positions on the beach, just kind of twirling. Like, no, Jen, we see twirling. Oh, Jen, you mean? Yeah. But we see Lexi staring at Jen from like, <laughs> different corners right. of the beach, and that is like that is the. I'm like, are you guys in? Like, are you in love with I think her? So I think she is. This is really like this is like watching your crush from the bushes. It's very weird <laughs> and jen comes running up to her and like basically they all kind of they all the, the two guy friends get involved they're like she's interacting we're gonna help her blah, blah blah they start to get her off the beach and jen's like fuck you guys and she runs off and then you, yeah gets hit by a car <laughs> immediately that was right that's what happened right before the one year earlier right so um we learn that jen had a heart attack her esophagus was fucked uh-huh. um and it looks like she had bulimia um, her parents can't believe this. Just right, like she didn't that. die from the impact.
2: She died from her heart, the from having a heart attack from bulimia. Yeah. Which but is Did the impact bring the like what was the timing of this?
1: It looked like the heart attack was like her being like, No Because remember, like, they really kind of focused on her being like, no. Right, yes. Before the car hit Mm her, um, which I thought was, like, I mean, now that I look back on it, yeah, you really, you're hanging a lantern on it for me. That must have been the heart attack moment. Okay. Because I was thinking the same thing, which is, like, why did they focus so much on the car crash of it all Right, But anyway, so... Uh, Lexi is on her own again um she's running the beach she sees Jen's ghost on a log that they used to sit on um Lexi can't play volleyball anymore because she's too underweight to exercise um she sees a blonde girl in the hallways at high school that she thinks is Jen um we get a call from the dad he um Lexi refuses to talk to him she's weighing herself in the bathroom she's back down to 94 pounds total aggression her mom catches her binging in the kitchen which you called out earlier and her mom's like, Lexi, no, like you can't do this. And I don't know why there wasn't more of a physical effort to stop right. her from She the just got that up she and, did. Yeah, like Lexi was able to just kind of like ghost past her mom and rush to the bathroom. Where in like in my house, the doors would have been like off the hinges. Right, my mom would have been physically on top of me. Like it would have been terrible. Mm. But like if I had to really think about, I had to really thought about it today. I'm like, would I have fought back with my mom? If we were like, if she was trying to stop me from eating or something, like, would I have, would we have fought? And I was like, I think I would have always respected my mom enough not to try anything physical with her. I feel the same thing about Lexi. Mm-hmm. I don't think she would have hit Linda Carter. Right. Linda so Carter, she like, stepped Linda up Carter a little more. just like, throw a punch. Like, one <laughs> punch would have stopped this whole thing. So um, her mom brings her back to the hospital to admit her, and Lex- Lexi begs in the parking lot, which I'm shocked that worked. Uh, And she's like, Mom, just let me work it out at home. And Linda Carter has to go to her boss, Ted, and they have a conference in the produce section where she's
0: like, But Lexi's health, her life is at stake, and I have to be there for her, Ted. I don't understand why you just can't make her eat. I mean, my kids give me trouble. I ground them for a week. That's the problem. Everybody thinks it's so simple. but It's not. Anyway, she's already grounded herself. She doesn't do anything. She's too weak to do anything. Sounds to me like she just doesn't want to go to school. Do you know how many girls die of anorexia in this country every year? I'm talking mostly high-achieving, straight-A students. I remember about Karen Carpenter.
1: Okay, and like he
2: <laughs> yeah, apparently home. these are two really busy weeks in the produce industry <laughs> that she needs to Between take the off. the
1: pesticides and the mere <laughs> existence of fruit, this is a huge week. So um, basically, Ted gives her time off. Lexi wakes up. Her mom's spoon feeding her broth this is just a bunch of boring shit towards the end this i would have to say it went on for a long 15 minutes too long for me i actually
2: fell asleep near the very end and had to go back
1: yeah it just was it was a little bit too long yeah basically i do, felt like once jen died that's it It ba- basically like yeah. after jen died it needed two more scenes and we got 15 more minutes right um but anyway long story short lexi gets to play volleyball again um, you know there's a conversation where Jill her younger sister and her are eating brownie but, uh, batter after one game of volleyball and Jen's like I'm uh, is like, definitely
0: better but it's still a struggle you know every day I wake up and I ask myself "Lexi, are you going to hate yourself or are you going to love yourself I never ask myself stuff like that and, well I do and I probably will for a while
1: of today yeah i do actually <laughs> and it's it's uh she looks healthy healthy normal weight which i do have to say is all about the makeup um and then the final scene is we see lexi is back at volleyball she has to remove the bracelet that says my soul sister mm-hmm. in french um in order to play the game and she looks up in the stands and sees her mom and then right above her mom as she goes to serve she sees the ghost of jen and giving jen's her a like, thumbs up you go girl um, that made me cry type <laughs> i know i was like i was like mm. also because jen's just so pretty and angelic mm-hmm. um and then lexi wins the game for the team and also her dad is there mm-hmm. lol i just wrote lol her dad is there lol um so, this is going to get our same rating system that we give to every lifetime original movie that we watch and it um is on a scale of 1 to 5, 1 being the least li- lifetimey, meaning the most legitimate in terms of filmmaking and 1 being or 5 being the most lifetimey in terms of just the most lifetimey. Right. Um and we have a bunch of different categories. One is acting. Um I thought the acting was okay in this.
2: Yeah, it was um it wasn't yeah it would give it like a three
1: i I would give it a three too like it was it was no starving in suburbia like there was some amazing stuff in starving in suburbia um i would say yeah for me it falls somewhere around like jody arias movie it it definitely this is a three um underreactions underreactions meaning something insane was said and the person didn't give enough of a reaction which Mm. is very common in the lifetime world i'm gonna think, give this a one yeah just
2: there wasn't a lot of reaction to the rape line but whereas like the army thing they got the you goofballs i would give it a one as well
1: you know i'm gonna give it a two just because okay. you now that you say it that army line was it was weird and also the um when jen said to um lexi my parents want to show me off tonight. Oh, and yeah. Jen held up a fake camera and goes, cheese. <laughs> like, it was like, what? Right. Like, if my friend did that to me, I'd be like, get the fuck out of my house and never speak to me again. Yeah. We, don't have, we don't agree on a humor level, but that's appropriate. <laughs> OK, next is overreactions. Insane overreactions to things that are said or did. I also feel like this gets like a two or a three. Yeah, I'm going to give it a two. It, yeah. was, not that, it was not that wild. Dialogue, lifetimey, not that lifetimey. Where does it fall?
2: I feel like it was again it's a boring middle of the road
1: answers for me. But three, three. I'm gonna give it a three kay. two. Wardrobe. I'm gonna go ahead and give it a solid four. Yeah, there was a lot of sweater vests. I feel the montage really served. Uh, mm-hmm. Then under wardrobe, we have two subcategories. One is wigs and weaves. Oh, there really wasn't much of that. One. One. was a total wigs and weeds yeah. one. And then makeup.
2: Well, I mean, the makeup to make her look super anorexic was is that the kind of makeup we're talking about though? Yeah.
1: Just like anything like that or like It was an, it was
2: very realistic looking. Yeah. It was good.
1: Oh, uh, let's give it a two. Okay. This is actually weird because this is such a lifetimey movie. Like in terms right. of like this is the movie that people outside of she cried no and of course the holy grail mother may sleep with danger i would say that this was the movie we got the most action on in terms of people wanting to see it right but it's and not yet, that lifetimey no
2: it's more lifetimey than some of its parts
1: and i feel like yes exactly i feel like starving in suburbia was more lifetimey and it's almost like paying homage like mm-hmm. it was almost like uh, making up for the difference in years of time right? in Starving in Suburbia, where they're like, well, this isn't 90s, so we'll just cheese it up. Um, okay, so then crying. Where are we on crying?
2: Some them funny. or me? <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, them. I'm going to give this one. They didn't cry. I don't think they cried. There was no big jerky cry right. scene. There was nothing overreacty. There was nothing. Okay, so victimization of the female character, my favorite. Oh, she
2: was I don't know I mean I guess she she was a victim of her disease right and the mother was a victim of the divorce
1: right um it's like a two. yeah it's not it wasn't that bad right it wasn't, I totally got it it wasn't like and when we watched the Jodi Arias movie I was like I feel so bad for Jodi Arias <laughs> like Jodi Arias got fucked in this scenario which is like insane that that would be my reaction after watching a woman like stab her boyfriend and cold not even her boyfriend <laughs> her hook up in cold blood um and then the last one is font the movie's actual font which was I feel pretty standard like almost times yes. new roman caps
2: yeah one for font I guess. one
1: for font okay so this movie is scoring pretty low although i would think this would be in our tory spelling lifetime lifetime achievement hall of fame so we're at uh 7 10 14 15 17 18 19 we're at like 21 this you know movie. what was the most lifetimey about this jen's yes. suddenly dying just that sudden death. Yeah. yeah that Maybe was very reaction. Great underreaction! Damn, <laughs> what was Jen's death? No, <laughs> Jen's death was at both once, uh, but both times an under and overreaction. <laughs> um, okay, well, Allison Rosen, thank you so much for being here. Thank you
2: for having me. People
1: can find you at your podcast. Allison Rosen is my new best friend. You are Allison Rosen friend. is your new She's best friend. My best friend too, though. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Best Twitter, best best pod, best whole sitch. I really love her podcast and love the Thursday show especially. I feel like you're listening to a bunch of your friends talk. About all the stuff you would be talking about with your friends if you weren't in the car, um, and it's just a really great lesson. You guys will love it. I've been on there. I also did an interview with Allison. She does great interviews. You got to listen, but you know that you're. If you're listening to this, you probably already know that. Um, thank you for. S- being here so much thank you for having me this was really fun do you have any lifetime movies that you love that um i should do on other episodes of the podcast Mm, you know
2: i have trouble remembering which are lifetime movies and which are just Just movies that are sort of in that realm yeah i mean you named your podcast after mother may i sleep with danger of course yeah yeah can't i'm not i'm drawing a blank on other ones
1: well send them in if you have in consideration we do 15 movies a season on this podcast um with little seasonal breaks so that i can i don't know go to palm springs and do drugs uh i don't do that um but (laughs) yeah all right great thank you so much for being here thank you for having me for listening to Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, so reach out to us on Twitter at M-M-I-S-W-P. And while you're here, why not smash that subscribe button and make us a part of your weekly routine. If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. It helps our ranking in the iTunes store and lets other people find the show and share the lifetime love. Today's show was produced by Stephen Ray Morris with support from Christina Lopez. Molly Mae McMahon from Six Peaks made our logo. You can find today's guest, Allison Rosen, on Twitter or on her podcast. Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm your host, Molly MacLear, and you can find me across social media as Malls or on Snapchat, Mals official Until next week.
0: Listen to Reppin' wherever you get your podcasts.